Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast where we're living for mental health, love and compassion. We're so glad you could join us again. My name is Caroline Heim and I'm sitting here with Dr. Christian Heim. Hello. And today we're going to be looking at part three of a three-part series on borderline personality disorder. Today's episode is going to be looking at seven ways to help someone close to you who has borderline. So who are we really talking to here, Christian? When I work with people who suffer from borderline personality disorder, there's a lot of people around them that are suffering with them and don't know what to do. And I'm talking about mothers, fathers, partners, brothers, sisters, friends. They're the people that we're talking to today. Okay, so let's get started. All right. Seven ways to help when somebody close to you has borderline. I'm actually going to call them techniques because if you have techniques, you will feel equipped to help when somebody close has borderline. Look, unfortunately, I know that a lot of people feel like they walk on eggshells around somebody with borderline, that they're afraid to get it wrong when all that you want to do is help and enjoy life with this person. So often people like mothers, fathers, friends, partners, sisters, end up anxious, end up helpless and frustrated. So let's get into the seven techniques that may help in this situation. First technique, when a person has borderline, you need to separate the person from the borderline. They have a disorder. They hate it as much as you do, probably more. Here's the thing, when it comes to things like diabetes or a broken leg, we always seem to see that they are separate from the person and we give empathy or sympathy and understanding. Oh, that's tough. That's really terrible. Gee, that's some really bad luck that you broke your leg. And we say that even when it's the person's fault that they broke their leg. And yet something like borderline, which is not their fault, we tend to label as the person themselves. But so the first technique is to separate the person from the borderline. So that way you can team up with the person against the borderline. To do that, you've got to know when the person is speaking with you and when it's their borderline speaking. So sometimes you will need to say, is that your borderline speaking? And you encourage them to say something like, yep, there goes my borderline again. If you can make light of it with a bit of humor, but still label it, then you're getting that feeling of working with the person against the illness. Also, whenever you feel manipulated, victimized or controlled, you have to say so, as you would to any reasonable adult. And then you've got to ask them, is that the borderline there? What can we do about it? So your aim in this one is to love the person, but not the borderline behavior. So that's technique number one. Separate the person from the borderline. Technique number two. Technique number two is a simple question. You just ask, how can I help? 
Now, hopefully the person who is suffering from borderline will be in therapy and they will be learning about their condition and they will need allies. They will need somebody who's on their side. Now, you're always going to encourage somebody to be in therapy and you can help in their efforts against borderline and you ask them how. What are you working on at the moment? How's therapy going? How can I help? That way you become an understanding and a caring ally against a common foe. So technique number two is ask, how can I help? Technique number three is to leave them responsibility. Leave them as much responsibility as you possibly can. This is a tough one because when you are close to people, it is natural to be able to take some responsibility for them if you can, particularly when they're in distress. We want to help, we want to alleviate distress, and we want to show that we care, and that usually means doing things for somebody. And that's fine, but with borderline, it's important that the person keeps as much responsibility as they can. Now, everybody who is an adult has to keep their own life, they has to be responsible for themselves. And a lot of people with borderline have difficulty in this. So occasionally you're going to have to give them a break and say, okay, I can do that for you. But every now and again, you're going to have to say, eh, you know what, I've got to leave that responsibility with you. So that the idea is that they keep growing in the amount of responsibility that they're able to take for themselves. Give them a break occasionally because it's good to have somebody to lean on. But technique number three is to leave them responsibility. Technique number four is another question. Ask, and it helps to ask this often. How do you think that makes me feel? Often you will find yourself in an argument with somebody with borderline or in some sort of a discussion or they're wanting their needs met without taking yours into consideration. By asking this question, you are asking them to have a picture in their brain about what is going on in your brain. This is a very important technique. It is called mentalization, and there are whole therapies for borderline based on this process. It is a key to growing wellness. You see, what happens in borderline is it messes with a person's view of the world and of themselves. And when they try to get their own needs met, they often overlook that other people around them have needs as well. By asking this question, how do you think that makes me feel? It gently encourages them to see the world from another point of view, yours. So technique number four is Ask the question, how do you think that makes me feel? All right, technique number five has to do with binds and we need to resist binds. What is a bind? Okay, so the image is you're there sitting in the middle of the room and your hands are tied together with a rope and your feet are tied together with a rope and you've got a gag over your mouth as though somebody's robbing you in the wild, wild west. You are in a bind. That means that you are not free to do what you need to do, what you believe that you should do. Binds make you feel trapped. People with borderline personality disorder can make you feel trapped. 
A bind means that you need to say something or do something for them that you don't think is quite right. Sometimes it may be lying for them. Sometimes it may be placating them. Sometimes it means relinquishing your rights and letting them have their way far too often. Sometimes it means turning against other people. And very often it means making false promises. And a lot of people make false promises with borderline personality disordered people. Like, oh, I'll never leave you alone. I will never leave you. Or, yep, I'll keep taking all your phone calls. And some people take far too many phone calls or they are there way beyond what is reasonable. Now, here's the bind. You feel that if you do not do these things, that they may harm themselves or they may get angry or they're going to lose control in some way. And you don't want that. You don't want anybody hurt. You don't want to be hurt. You don't want them to be hurt. And that creates a bind. Now, this is the important thing about separating the person from the borderline. It's the borderline that wants the bind. It's not the person who wants the bind. The person wants to get their needs met, but they do not as yet know how to get them met without putting you in a bind. Because here's the thing. When we love somebody, be it a partner, a friend, a parent, a brother or a sister, we want to love them freely. And we want to freely give them love and we want to be free to receive love. Love ideally is free. You can't force love. If you feel forced or coerced in any way, then you're probably in a bind. The person wants love to be free, just like the rest of us does. It is the borderline that creates the binds. Whenever you feel like you are in a bind, talk to the person. Talk to them openly. Remember, you are on the side of the person, but you're not on side with the borderline, and you have separated the person from the borderline. The borderline wants the bind. The person wants true love, just like anybody else. So talk, plan with a person and put in steps to be free of any binds. Now, that may take some time and some binds will go slowly. Some go a little bit faster. But by doing this with the person, you're going to be able to build trust and help them away from their borderline. All right, that was technique number five. Resist binds. Technique number six has to do with limits. Know your limits. There will be times when you find that the borderline in the person acts up. The borderline gets them to get drunk, to cut themselves, to have a big anger outburst, whatever. After things have settled down, and I mean like a day or two later, it's time to talk. And you've got to talk about your limits. You've got to talk about what you can take and what you can't take. Particularly if you're in a relationship, you have to know what the deal breakers to the relationship are. You've got to let them know that you have limits. And if certain things happen, you may even need to end the relationship. You need to express your limits. You need to stand up for yourself. And then you agree on what these limits will be together. So that 
if the person fails, you won't punish them. But what you will do is regroup, have another talk, ask yourselves a question, okay, what have we both learned from this? And you put in a new plan. Put in limits. They're also called boundaries. Put in boundaries. Here's the thing. You have to stay in charge of your own life and eventually only do what a reasonable father, boyfriend, mother, sister, friend, partner, or even therapist would do with that person. You have needs and you have a life and you need to keep those. So technique number six has to do with limits. Know your limits. And the last technique is a bit more positive than the rest of them. Technique number seven is to encourage them. Life gets incredibly discouraging when you have a diagnosis like a borderline personality disorder. People with this disorder don't let other people know what's going on in their head all the time because it can get too horrible. It's terrible. So every now and again, it would really help if you're able to encourage them. And here are the things that I want you to encourage them in. Four things. I want you to encourage them to remember that they are wonderful people and they are separate from borderline. They are not a borderline personality disordered person. They are a person who happens to have borderline personality. They often forget this and they get angry with themselves and with life and see it all as not fair. But you can encourage them to see that they are a wonderful person who is separate from this illness. The second thing is encourage them to see that all the people around them are actually trying to help them. And these people are precious. Take care of people who are trying to help. Now, that includes you. That includes other friends and family. That includes therapists. That includes doctors and nurses at emergency hospitals. And it includes a whole array of people that the person often gets angry with because of their borderline. So if you can be that outside eye and encourage them to see that people trying to help are precious, that's actually very important. The third thing to do, and this is probably the most important, is to encourage them to stick with the plan. Whatever their plan is, whatever plan they have in place with their therapist, encourage them to stick with it. Because you know what? Therapy is hard work. Nobody puts their hand up for the sort of stuff that goes on in therapy with somebody who has a borderline personality disorder. So if they have decided to work on their disorder, they will need some encouragement because the person can often feel that this therapy is just not helping the psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, counsellors, whoever, don't know what they're doing and nobody understands how bad it feels. They'll need encouragement to stick with the plan. And the last thing that I want you to encourage them is to keep reaching 
for when life will feel good. Because at the moment, a person with a borderline personality disorder does not often experience how good life feels. They normally experience how painful it feels. And they get very frustrated when it feels so bad and thinking that the thoughts and feelings inside them are so horrible. So encourage them to keep reaching for wellness. That's technique number seven, to be encouraging. Now I'm going to recap all the techniques and I'm going to give you a little acronym to be able to remember them all. Your aim is to be a PAL, P-A-L, who is able, A-B-L-E. When somebody close to you has a borderline personality, try to be a PAL who is able. P for person, A for ask, how can I help? L for leave responsibility with them. And then able, A for ask, how do you think that makes me feel? B for binds, resist them. L for limits, know yours, and E for encouragement. So let's just go through that to consolidate it. The seven techniques to help somebody close with borderline is number one, the person. Separate the person from the disorder. They are not borderline. They are a person. They are not a problem. The problem is the borderline. Number two, A, ask, how can I help? When you get them to direct you as to how to help, firstly, you will share important information and you will become an ally in their battle against the borderline. The L in PAL is our third technique. Leave responsibility with them. At least leave as much responsibility as you can with them because it is growing in responsibility that'll be part of their way out of the borderline. Okay, so to be a pal who is able, technique number four is the A, ask. How do you think that makes me feel? And ask this question often because you are helping them mentalize. In other words, you are helping them imagine what's going on in your brain and what your needs are in any given moment. Because remember, borderline messes with somebody's worldview. Technique number five is the B in able, binds. Resist being in binds. You don't want your hands and your feet tied up. You don't want to be in knots. You don't want to be in double binds. You don't want to be in uh, complex emotions. You want to be able to love freely and do what you believe is right. So you talk about binds when you feel that you are in them. Technique number six is limits. Know your limits. Everybody has limits and we just need to be honest about them. And again, if you talk honestly about your limits, your needs, and agree on some strategies so that you can talk about when things don't go well, what you learn from it, so that you can make another plan, then you will be helping again by being an ally with the person against the borderline. And the last thing, technique number seven, the E in able is encourage. 
encourage them to remember that they are wonderful people separate from the borderline. Encourage them to see that people around them are trying to help and they are precious. Encourage them to stick with the therapy plan and encourage them to keep reaching for when life may feel good for them. Because remember, the person is not the problem. Borderline is the problem. So as much as you can, be a pal who is able. Thanks. I really hope these seven techniques will help you with someone who has borderline and to be a pal who is able. We really look forward to your company next time.